do you um what do you what do you what's your do you use like an eye cream do you moisturize do you moisturize um right now i'm using ponds because i'm broke no shame and i ran out of my good one it honestly is working so well that's my go-to when i'm broke yeah, I use whatever whatever serum comes in my Ipsy box periodically that I get, I will be using. <laughs> and then I have like a vitamin C. I didn't C. know Ipsy was still a thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they nice. merge with BoxyCharm. It's just one thing now. And then um, and then I have like a vitamin C spray. Dope. Well, you just gave away all your secrets. I don't know any brands besides Pond's and <laughs> First Aid Beauty. <laughs> I do a bunch of pull-ups and rub a bunch of uh, olive oil all over my face. Sometimes I just headbutt the wall for a while and then it's nice and swollen and plump. I do want a punching bag. I think that'll be really good for me. Yeah, I think that would be really good for you. You could stop punching Mm -hmm. people. I don't punch people anymore. We're not talking. We're not here to talk about that. What we're here to talk about is we've reached a milestone. We're famous. We're famous. We're alive. This is the first we're podcast we're recording live. after livelihood. We have 12 followers on Instagram. It's amazing. Still just two patrons. I'm going to have to up those numbers, guys. You got to give them a good reason. Um, 12 whole ass followers, only a few of which are our, other, our personal accounts. <laughs> Don't tell people that. <laughs> I'm in a, look, I'm in my I'm in my honesty phase. Ew. I want no spiritual. I want no spiritual weight. Ew. I want none of it. I want nothing to do with it. Disgusting. My chakras city. are all fucked up. <laughs> Honest and genuine. And, and I'm reaching the end of my 12th house perfection year. And this is what I've learned. It's better to just be completely authentic. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm never reaching the end of mine. I'll die before I make it. Oh, shut up. I know it feels that way. Trust me. I know it feels that way. I'm definitely fucking poor. I'm definitely broke after all this. I mean, what millennial isn't right now? I watched this whole video on like why people can't buy houses in our age bracket. And it's because the average household income (laughs) for two people is like $80,000 and the average house costs $400,000. So we can't even like a a down payment is like a year salary for us. And then factor in single people. Yeah. And just, yeah. Sometimes I like look around and I'm just like, what am I providing for my children? (laughs) Well, you make more money than I do, which is sick. (sighs) Yeah, I do, but not by much. (laughs) But I don't have a second income supporting it. (laughs) I wouldn't mind having more money and benefits. That would be sick. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Please subscribe to the Patreon (laughs) so I can pay my medical bills. It's only $5 a month. It's only $5 a month and lots of information that you would not necessarily uh, have access to anywhere else. Wouldn't want. I don't like selling things. But you have it. (laughs) I really don't like selling things, but I'm very good at reading charts. So if you want that, it's a thing. True. Um, In the meantime. Yeah. (laughs) If you are listening, (laughs) if you've been listening, if you've been enjoying this, I'm going to really – ask that people go and just just leave like a cute little five star rating like i'm not accepting below five stars so if you don't want to give it to five stars you can just just don't do it at all but um we'll take five stars thank you is that a thing that you can do is not accept the rating no i'm telling you personally oh, okay. spiritually i'm not say, accepting that seems sure i don't want your 
your bad ratings. I would like just your five stars. Thank you. Well, you can't always get what you want. And I feel like that's that's that may be inviting a lot of assholes no. out there to like double down on what an asshole they are. And oh, like, I know. I'm fine then. And I, don't know, I haven't, haven't even listened to five minutes. You're baiting people to give you one star reviews. And I have more content to read on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> hey, publicity is good. Sometimes you're drawn to podcasts that are rated really poorly. Like, how bad can it Only be? Only you. Only you are. No, that's not true. Publicity is publicity, baby. Ratings are ratings. Listeners are listeners and downloads are downloads. <laughs> true <laughs> that. I'm not here to autistically talk about numbers. I could do it all day. I know you um, could. I know you could. Real quick, real quick, serious note. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Serious. Israel and Palestine. Sorry. <sighs> I'm just going to do it really quick. I'm just going to do it really quick. <laughs> I just can't. Go where ahead. the fuck where the fuck is Bono he's like Irish Jesus usually when a, a country becomes war torn the first thing you see is mm. YouTube holding a concert in the middle of like bombs dropping maybe he doesn't know which side to pick you know it's exactly my thought because he's mm. probably like well optics wise I should be pro-Palestine because I'm Irish but he's not so he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so this is a real, this is a real Bono conundrum. A Bonundrum. And I'm calling him out and everybody in Boston on their fucking hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> after that, after that album drop on to Apple that nobody asked for, might be. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like if it's if it's if it's too controversial, you can't. You can't you can't opt out if your whole brand is like being a humanitarian. Yeah, it's complicated. Um, the the reality is right now you are either an Islamophobe or you're anti-Semitic. There's no in between. It's so fucked up. Pick your People poison, can't guys. Talk to each other. Because I actually had a discussion <laughs> with somebody. It is fucked up, and I did I did have a discussion with somebody that um, uh, is pro-Palestinian. And we didn't really talk much about it, but basically like the takeaway was we're both glad that people are waking up to what is happening. Yeah. Whereas previously this generation and the generation after us and arguably before us has been pretty blind or very biased towards the whole thing. True. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I would say at the end of the day that I'm pro-Palestinian also, um, I think it's a little more nuanced than that, but. <clears throat> Sorry. But if I'm going toward one direction, that which makes me anti Semitic. I hate Jews now. So you better get out your gun. <laughs> I know. Me. <laughs> I know. It's weird, right? It's almost like you can have two things at once. It's, it's almost, almost like, like you can have it both, both ways. ways. <laughs> Story of my life. Um <laughs> it's it's almost like you can be anti Zionist and pro Semitic. <laughs> And I am. It's weird how you can live in this weird in-between liminal space. Mm, Yeah. When it comes to war, it's a safe place to be. Probably the better place to be. be. Better place (laughs) to be. Here, you're fucking... You're fucking Invisalign is so loud. Shut up. I have a new tray in, dude. All right. Whatever. Listen, I'm trying to better myself. (laughs) Trying to better myself. It's you wait five more months 
Five more months. It's over for you, hoes. It's over. It's done. Angelina Jolie, done. Who's the new hot girl? I don't know, but I don't know why you keep shooting for Angelina Jolie. <laughs> because I'm of that era. Like, first of all, I don't think Angelina Jolie's been the hot girl for 15 years. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said, who's the new one? I don't know, man. You don't even know. I mean, I there's somebody, but I can't think of anybody at the moment. Jenna Ortega. <laughs> uh, you're going to be the new Jenna Ortega. Well, she can definitely watch out because I'm hotter than her. For real. Just can, look at me lighting a joint on the beach on our Instagram. And neither confirm nor deny. Real flattering picture. I love it. You look like a bride from a trailer park. I look like a Muslim. I think you look like Every time I see it, I think you're wearing a wedding veil. It look it for all intents and purposes, it is. Oh, okay, cool. Closest you're getting. It looks like um, it? Yeah, what I'm what I'm trying to say <laughs> is I'm 35 and still unmarried, childless. It's fine. You could be 35 and married, but separated for six years. Which is better than who knows? Who's to say? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm holding back. Yeah, we're not. We mm, can't talk back about baby daddy stuff. I've here. already had my Courtney Love moment for the day. <laughs> I'm calm now. We're not going to bring it back up. But I'm not <coughs> feeling great about men right now. Nice. No, I'm not feeling great about men right now. Not any of them, really. On another serious note about a former celebrity. <laughs> About nothing that matters. <laughs> Gen Z thinks Helen Keller's fake. Yeah, that's an appropriate I did not pause. look this up. I know you told me to. But no, it's I... fine. Like, that's just that. I mean, that is the long and short of it. Like, if you present them with Helen Keller, they're like, mm-mm, it wasn't real. I can't fathom. There's no way. What's the... They're just like, there's no way that she did those things without being able to hear or see how'd she fly a fucking plane to which I was like, she flew a plane. She did. I just thought she flew a plane. Yeah. She threw, she flew a plane. She gave speeches. She wrote 14 books. Like it's a little confused, but the more they say it, the more I'm like, wait, was Helen Keller faking? (laughs) Or was somebody, or was it like a Britney Spears body double situation? Truly don't know. But all I know is that Gen Z is saying no. And millennials are like, absolutely. Yes. Because we grew up with the miracle worker and having to watch that shit in school. And we know that is the truth. That is the gospel. I don't remember her achieving anything particularly like, I mean, amazing. I don't know well, about she the did. plane flying. She did. For sure. I, she I just know that like, she like, she said water or something. Yeah. She said wah wah <laughs> at the like, end of the miracle what? worker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't because you watched that I, movie I, with me yeah yeah so i <laughs> but she did go I on did. to write many books and and was a public speaker and did fly a plane briefly <sighs> over the mediterranean um i guess using vibrations as <laughs> some sort of indicator of what was i don't okay. know man do they have any all right so they're just basing this off of what they assume to be unequivocal doubt but do they have any substantiating evidence oh no of course not it's gen z sorry gen z 
So let me let me let me argue this. Beethoven. Good the point. man couldn't Good hear. Argument. Yeah, it was Beethoven. And towards Be- the end of his life, he couldn't see. It was all muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when he wrote some of his darkest, most beautiful pieces. I think that the argument in that case is that Helen Keller was at 19 months blind and deaf. And so those formative years of learning to do things, she wouldn't have had. Also, she knocked out her teacher's teeth. She could brawl. Well, that's what we call strength. Shannon. (laughs) I'm editing it. It's fine. Shannon. I was like, I can't take you fucking anywhere. <laughs> just comes out of me, man. It just comes out of me. I'm being I'm in the spirit of authenticity and the spirit of authenticity. I mean, look, you can't you can't really like, you know, how th- there's like this disgusting thing that people do where they like dig through people's um, past like Twitter posts or social media posts yeah. and try to find something to cancel somebody for, over something sure. they said in like 2013. You're never going to find anything like, like that with me. I've always been this way. Yeah, that's true. You will find but those things I've with me because con- I evolved. You evolved. I've been consistently <laughs> shitty. Shannon was emotionally stunted at the age of 12. That was it. She was, it was done for you hoes right then. God, your guns look huge. I've been doing a lot of pull-ups. Jesus. Like little arms, but big muscles. Like Popeye. <laughs> They're not bad. I mean, they could be better, but we're working on it. They are <sighs> ropey. Yeah. yeah, I could I could I could brawl like Helen Keller. I got that hard strength. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm praying right now. I'm sorry. One moment. (laughs) (laughs) It was going through my family photo album and it's truly sad how I am a professional, not no brag because I hate it and I'm getting out, but like I'm a professional (laughs) nine to five photographer and like nobody in my family can frame a shot to save their fucking life. Like it's either too (laughs) far away or like somebody's head is cut off. It's just like we, somebody should have had like, you know what it was? Everybody was drunk or high. Yeah. Those were good times. camera. Yeah, it's a disposable camera, probably. All of them. No (laughs) actual, like, good pictures anywhere. It's amazing. Whereas uh, George's uh, family photo album is, like, beautiful. They had, like, a Canon AE-1 or some old nice film camera. And somebody (laughs) knew how to line up a fucking shot and not stand 30 feet away. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I digest. I digest. What is that from? That's from something. I don't know. You said it. I know because it's from something and I can't remember what it's from. It's like a kid's movie, I think. Anyway. Wow. Can you hear that through the microphone? The shrieking children? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. A little sleepover. In the background, we have teenage girl sleepover happening. It's awesome. It's really cute, actually. I know. I'm just like, look at these little 12-year-olds sleepover and being so freaking cute. It's, it's the best, dude. Makes and I love happy. that you and I are uh, are are together. <laughs> I know. I know. I wish you were here. This, we could be having moment, fun with them. We could take oh, them to dude, the Christmas we'd annoy lights. The sh- we would annoy the shit out of them. Like when I was your age, I was stealing vodka out of my mom's Grey Goose bottle and refilling it with water and immediately throwing it up. <laughs> Have you looked in your mom's pill cabinet? I can. I mean, I get it. It's a. It's a confusing age. Should I cut that? Maybe. See how it plays in later. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's a. It's a confusing age, and sexuality is complicated as it is. It is, as we know, as we know all too well. 
it's a spectrum. It's complicated. But I was like, hey, if you have crushes on any boys, you probably shouldn't call yourself a lesbian. Yeah. It's not how that it's works. something else. <laughs> yeah. That's just being bi. It's okay. It's not a dirty word. Stop trying to erase it's it, everybody. It's kind of not okay. It's kind of not. I mean, it's okay. It is okay fundamentally, yeah. but like socially, it's weirdly not okay. And I don't understand why being bisexual is not okay. It's just like it's erased in every sense of everything. It's been, and this is going to be very unliberal of me if you want me to get on my high horse here for a minute yes so pansexuality has really taken over and i'm here to tell you guys pansexual is not a thing oh oh no you guys just came out here with your full fucking chests and said bisexuals don't like trans people since when? Since the beginning of time, bi has meant two or more. Two or more sexual. Two or more sexual. Men, women, trans people. Also, way to tell me, way to tell me, other liberals, I'm looking dead ass under the camera, other liberals, beautiful. that you don't see trans people as men and women. That's all you did. That's all you told me, is I don't see trans people as men and women. I see them as this weird third object. That's not what the fuck it is. Go fuck yourselves. Bisexual. Like, pan is just bi with more complication. I was thinking that. I was like, why are you just making bisexuality more complicated? I've been thinking that this whole time. Because it doesn't that's make all any it's ever sense been. to me. Bi just means you like everybody. But then other people are like, no, pan That's means what I thought. Pan means that I love the person, not the gender. But shut the fuck up. That's what bisexual is. That's what it means. That's literally what it is. Go like just uh it's kids I'm too. So hard. It's kids. And they love to make things complicated when they That's why we have demisexual, asexual, gray sexual, aromantic, uh, uh biromantic, like all of Homo romantic. These things drive me fucking nuts. You know what? You know what? I, I accept it all. I'm never going to claim to understand it. I, I don't really accept it all. I, I think some of it is a lot. Here's the thing. The LGBTQ community is a very accepting community. Like, that's wonderful. But not yeah. everyone fits into it. And you don't have to. Yeah. It's okay to just not fit into it. You don't have to like be like, oh yeah, I've only ever dated men. I'm a woman. And but I but I sometimes I don't put out unless I'm deeply emotionally connected to that person. That makes me demisexual and now I'm gay. No. No. You don't go and why here. Why do you need these labels? Why do you need that? Just be like, "Hey, I'm not a person who hook who hooks up." I'm not. But I don't need fancy words to say it. I'm just like, hey, yeah, I'm probably not going to fuck you unless we have like a human connection. Yeah. I'm just not that person. It's not for me. I love that other people can do it. I think it's fucking cool. I actually wish I was kind of more like that. It would be neat. I don't know. It seems empty. I'm, and that's fine. If that's what you enjoy doing, I really don't give a shit. But I can't. I get too anxious. I need Same. someone to like soothe my anxiety and hold my hand and be like, you're so pretty the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, don't I? Well, I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I've, I've the closest we thing I've had to a one night 
I, I had the closest thing I've had to a one night stand was like a five month stand. It was pretty <laughs> awful, and I got chlamydia, and it is what it is. But I mean, to 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 to, to I, this is the, my problem with the LGBTQ RSTUV community is that I am, for all intents and purposes, queer. Yeah. But I don't fit. I don't fit because it's a political thing and it's also like, you know, um, well, it's I'm not. a guy right now. Like you, uh, you, it, it, people make it a political thing, but it's not. There are plenty of Republican lesbians out there. Like, and other people, me? but like. Yeah. No, I'm not Republican. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Stop, stop, but stop, stop. If you're attracted to women, you're bisexual. If you, if you are more attracted to men but you're still attracted to women you're still bisexual you're just leaning more towards straight like it's a scale it's a the kinsey scale is a real thing and it makes total sense and why can't we just go back to that yeah i don't know it's because kids want to make things complicated they're all hormonal and this is the new this is the new world order that we have to adhere to here's the thing i get it and I here here's here's the millennial tieback is that I remember being in high school and being like I don't fit into a subculture and being very yeah. frustrated by that because I wasn't goth enough for the goth kids I wasn't emo enough for the emo kids I was kind of in this weird nebulous space where I wasn't like punk I didn't understand punk rock enough to be punk rock but that's really probably most of what I was um, and and I wanted a label so fucking bad. I just wanted a label to be like, that's the thing I am. And they're doing that now, but with like sexuality and gender expression. And I hear I understand it because that's human. That's normal to want to fit into a box, to want to understand yourself so completely. But those boxes never fucking make sense, guys. And you'll understand when you're older. <laughs> I'm sorry to be a boomer about it, but you'll get it when you grow up. Your Robert Downey Jr. t-shirt is so cute. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him, little angel baby. You know, I wore it all day. I, I washed it. it last night and I was like, ooh, I've got comfy clothes to work from home tomorrow. I'm so proud of you. But yeah, no, I mean, I don't like the fact that because I'm a <laughs> essentially, <laughs> that I don't belong in the, in the LGBTQ community. And it's fucked up. And you know what? A lot of when I go uh, socialize, I don't even know why I tried to hold that back. Sounded when I try like to, you were dying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why when I go to the, the the club as it were and I'm and I'm socializing with my fellow gay man and um they're throwing the f bomb around like by f bomb I don't mean fuck I mean <laughs> it and they are throwing it around like there's no tomorrow like it's like 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 it's like they're inhaling mm -hmm. air and they're exhaling f or I, mean, I think the, I, the only reason I know what a is is because I've been called that by so many gay men who I love mm -hmm. and cherish their opinions and they're the smartest people I've ever met and I have genuinely wonderful conversations stimulating intellectually conversations with them but I can't like I can't fit in mm -hmm. with the movement and the pride thing as a whole and you know what fuck it i don't want to if i don't want to be where i'm not wanted so here's the thing this is the other shitty part of the community is is while i believe in a level of gatekeeping like i don't think you shouldn't gatekeep that community like communities are meant to be gatekept that's the whole point of them but 
So I'm very nasally all of a sudden. But the problem becomes... I'm going to cry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not about this. I get so heated about gay politics. Um, well, it's because we've been... We've been in gay relationships. Yeah. So in the past, both the, of us. The and, big yeah. with each other mostly. Um, <laughs> well. The biggest no. issue, I think, is that there's like a hierarchy of the gays where like gay men mm. like live at the top. Lesbians mm. live somewhere in this nebulous space in the middle. And then anyone who is not like like and, and even in that, there there's hierarchy of like i've never fucked a woman i've never fucked a guy like those are better somehow and Mm -hmm. then you have like people who are more fluid or flexible or someone who you know like enjoyed their time with men but now they only date women like they're confused blah blah blah. and then you have bisexuals Mm -hmm. who are just looked at as these pitiful little creatures especially bisexuals with boyfriends bisexual women with boyfriends or liars Oh, and bisexual men are the lowest on the totem pole. They're treated like I was gonna say, horrible shit. I used to doubt that they existed for a while. A lot of people do, and I think it's so fucking sad, honestly, because gay people treat them like they're confused. Straight people treat them like they're gay. It's, it's mean-spirited the way that we treat bisexual men. Mm. Makes me very sad. <laughs> because they definitely exist. I've encountered any. I've dated one. You have. I have. Yes. And yes, you have. Not the one you're thinking of. You believe um, that. I've dated, I guess, let's say two. Um, but yes, one of them I know was in male relationships and female relationships. Mm-hmm. Very specifically. Other ones might have just been fucking around. Like a lot of guys fuck around with dudes, but they mostly sleep with women. That's surprisingly common. <laughs> Because there's such a well, stigma on being bi. Well, and a lot of men just have, like, turbo libidos. Exactly. Like, they'll fuck anything. They'll fuck a fucking yeah. hole in the wall. Yeah. That's why glory holes exist. If it's a hole. If it's a hole. Yeah. So. We're there. I just. I, the gay community. It's not that you don't fit. It's that there is a known hierarchy and if you refuse to succumb to said hierarchy, you are seen as like some weird interloper. And I have the same problem in the gay community. And I've been in this shit since I was 11. <laughs> I've like, I have walked around this world dating women left and right and still somehow am looked at as like this weird interloper who doesn't belong. Because you've dated men too. Because I have also dated men. And most of my very yeah. long relationships were men. I've only had one mm. very long relationship with a woman. Well, female relationships are hard. Yes. That one was especially hard. <laughs> well, Not because hard of her, because, because of the situation. They're, they're hard because of a, num- a number of reasons, but the, the main one being is there's like this pissing contest, at least in my experience, there's like this pissing contest when you disagree on something and there's just too much emotion flying <laughs> around and then eventually somebody shuts down and yeah I, i'm not a shutter downer i'm like mm-hmm. a let's fix it yeah. and then there's the other thing that i don't understand you know where yeah. it's like let's just i'm like it's almost like i'm gonna punish you with silence i'll say that me and i don't want to get too into her because like she's still very much my close close friend but we were two cancers yeah. in a relationship <laughs> 
Uh, Two cancer ladies. It's hard. Which is a lot of feelings. You can make that work, but there was you can't make that work to contend with, <laughs> and there was other factors, and it, it just became very complicated very quickly for uh, for her mostly, and she protected her peace. and And now, with time and space, I mad respected. She made the best move in breaking it off. So she left. Yes, she was the one that broke. Basically, off. told me I was too much. <laughs> And she was mm. right the way I and I like now I'll look back and I'll see the messages and I'll be like, damn, I was so fucking mean to her sometimes. Like, I just was so emotionally fraught. I was in a bad place. I was in the middle of a divorce and it was rough. Emotional terrorism. Yeah, I was the way to her that my ex was to me. In a Ooh. lot of ways, in a lot of ways. Look at how far you've gone. I know. That's why her and I can be friends now because I had that grow up moment and came back and was like, you made a good choice and I get it now. And now we're very, very close. We talk every day. I am not close with any woman that I have um, participated with other than participate. you. Participate. Um, <laughs> Do you get your trophy? I've never, had, I've never had anything but a volatile... Mm-hmm. Um, relationship that was very short-lived and that's i'll say it's got something to do with me probably but it's not totally my fucking (laughs) fault i will not take responsibility most of the time you hear this you know who you are most of the time girls like are moving in together within like two months so she was very possessive yeah that can be a problem anyways now we just put our sex lives out there that's what i mean Anyway, you 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 belong in the community, whether other people think so or not. It's just a complicated hierarchy that is still being unpacked. Yeah, you're totally right. It's um, a baby community in a lot of ways. It is still sure. finding its footing. Sorry if you hear noises in the background. Oh, I do. Is there a ghost or is there a boyfriend? <sighs> Maybe both. Depends. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the night goes. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. This is I'll not going to go. Stop. This is not going to go far for people believing you don't hit people. <laughs> I'm not going to make him a ghost. Yet. I'm sorry. I said I don't want him to. No, that's awful. I can't even imagine my life without him. It's terrible. Who would you rather be a ghost? Me or him? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> If it's one only of you, one right answer. If if one of you is going down, you're both going down. You can go down together. You can haunt me together. <laughs> Shit. I don't want to go down with him. <laughs> Just stuck in purgatory forever together. Aquarius and Cancer are some of the least, it, it's one of the least compatible, uh, compatible pairings. That shocks me literally and 0%. It's wild. We never should have been friends. It never made sense. It's, the fact that we're still friends makes even less sense. It's our moon signs. Must be. And the fact that we were full-blown gay together. Anyway, I got my 23 in me, and I'm wondering if the gay gene's going to show up. Do they have a gay gene yet? I don't think so. I got the health one, so I'm going to see all my weird, like, Jewish things. And I know I've got that damn BRCA gene, which sucks, but... Um, oh, you do? Or you suspect? Yeah, I've been told... I've been told that I inherited it from my mother's side, but I haven't seen it on paper, so I want to see it for myself. 
There's that one Jewish one that's scary. What if you've got that? It's Braca. Oh. Yeah, it's Braca. Oh, I thought no, there's another one because Braca's the breast cancer one. It's breast ovarian, cervical. It's this like, is T something. Ooh, I don't know what you're talking about. Is it um just uh Ashkenazi? Because I don't I don't I don't know if there's a huge like genetic difference between Ashkenazi and Sephardic and Hasidic and all the other, you know, like I as far as I know, it's all essentially the the same thing. Cause we we were all inbreeding for so long. But I wonder how many unfortunate traits I inherited from being Tay-Sax. Jewish. Because apparently apparently there's a lot. Okay, yes, I have heard of that one. But I don't know a lot about it. I was more afraid of the BRCA gene because of the ovary thing. I knew things. You knew things. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> look at you and your look at you knowing facts and information. Take sex. I saw it one time in an episode of SVU. Well, I wanted to redo the 23andMe because the last time I did uh, any kind of ancestry thing was like 2017 or 2018, and now yeah. they have all of these genetic markers that they can test for. And since I don't have health insurance, I should. This update is unfortunately mine. the new fucking healthcare. I got mine for free and I need to update it so I can get some of the cool new stuff. You can pay for it with your HSA. I saw an option, which is wild. I don't have an HSA currently. Like nobody does. Next year I'll do better and I'll have another one. I had one last year. I didn't really use it. Then I didn't do it this year. Get one and spend it on a a nice 23andMe. The only reason I got it is because it was a Black Friday sale. So I got like the uh, the really nice one for like $99. It was great. At the time that I got mine, they were doing a test on people with borderline personality disorder and ADHD. And if you had both of those things, you could get it for free. And I happened to have both of those things at the time. However, my diagnosis has changed. So sucks to suck. <laughs> 23 and Sucks to suck. <laughs> it's too late. Already got my test. <laughs> Well, I mean, what what are you going to do? Everything is always changing. Everything is always evolving. Everything is always turning into something that it isn't or is or I I don't know. There's there's you can't like a diagnosis changes. And then they start giving you new medicine. They give you new medicine. The fact that the DSM evolves is great. Like DSM, the DSM (sighs) evolves and that's great. But also it's very confusing to people that previously thought they had it figured out and were treating a problem. I know baby daddy and I were talking last night about, um, Violet and he was like, she's just so personable and she makes eye contact. And I had to like really talk to him about how girls are disproportionately not diagnosed because up until recently we didn't understand that they present very differently than men. And yeah, you with the tism. I'm flailing my arms around. And I'm like, no, she's she's autistic. Like, I'm sorry. She just is. Not to be like a narcissist, but did you bring me up as an uh, example? Yeah, actually, I think I did. As a clinically diagnosed female autist. Autist. <laughs> Sounds like you have a speech impediment. You're saying artist. I'm just... This is how you can tell it's been too long since we talked last because now it's 43 minutes in and we haven't even begun. Well, that's a great segue. (laughs) I'm sure a bunch of this is being pared down. Let's let's start the podcast. Let's let's start. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. (laughs) The king has returned. Yeah, we took a few weeks off. We did. Uh, Things are going on. You won't know. We had to. Well, you you were throwing up. (laughs) I was sick. Uh, other shit was and going on what else happened i don't know it's been so holidays awful. also 
came in oh, and yeah, there. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Then Thanksgiving happened. But but you were really, really, really productive and put out a Patreon exclusive that is yeah. inflammatory and makes me look awful. Yeah. But I stand by everything that I said. So, so you know, check it out. Um, <laughs> For $5, you can hear Shannon make you hate her. Great. And, um, yeah, so so we, we only really missed one week. Yeah. Publicly. And we weren't live yet, so. Which is a feat. And you know what, bitch? We got 12 followers on Instagram. And whose time what? are we on? Whose time are we on? Well, now we're on the public's time. So we won't do it again. Well. We will try to backlog episodes so that things can happen when they happen. We've got good ones. We do. We have a couple sitting in the, in the can right now. Sitting in the sitting in and on the can. If in you will. and on. So there's a thing I want to talk to you about because because we have to start this podcast. <laughs> when I when I uh, when I was thinking of topics, I was listening to another podcast um, talking about Taylor Swift specifically about about Gaylor. Do you know about Gaylor? No. Just this whole subsect of people that think taylor swift is gay and look for hidden meanings and reasons to believe she's gay at every opportunity okay um sure. it's mostly awful just because when someone tells you they're not gay you should just listen to them and she's said she's not multiple times it's just rude honestly yeah. anyways um and that that started me thinking about the relationship taylor swift has with her fans and specifically the parasocial relationships that exist between celebrities and their fans nowadays. Because when we were growing up, we didn't have parasocial relationships with celebrities. We had paparazzi. Mm -hmm. We had TMZ. We had Perez Hilton. That was it. God, I know. Terrible times. Dark, dark ages. That nasty ass motherfucker. <laughs> um, so what is the difference between parasocial i'm yeah it's not okay. like i had to google it but maybe <laughs> i did what is the difference between parasocial uh when we like the relationships that we had growing up and like worshiping these people that we'll never meet in a thousand years and right so now. i think the difference is we had no ownership over our celebrities growing up we had no influence on the things they did we had no opinions really about most of their actions we like kind of solely existed in this place of either i like them or i don't like them and that was really it mm -hmm. like we liked somebody we didn't like somebody else it really usually had nothing to do with their politics nothing to do with their personality it was we barely knew anything about them except for what was in the paper yes. magazine it was almost purely based on what they were doing and and then we had like TMZ and Paris Perez Hilton and all the shit and that kind of got us closer and Paris and Paris Hilton, God bless, and God bless the patron saint of this podcast. Really, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> uh, and that <laughs> just picturing her voice going from "That's hot" to "Yeah, I love that place" <laughs> so quickly. She's um, like Paris. I love her. Uh, it, we 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 had this this wall between us and celebrities and that wall's gone and the difference is that they have twitter they have instagram they have 
cameos where you can just make a celebrity act like a little puppet for you for like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that's gross. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like, they just. And I think some of them have OnlyFans too now. Some uh, didn't so, like Bella Bella Thorne yes, have an OnlyFans she did. or something like that, where she yeah. like barely showed anything at all. She's really pretty. I mean, whatever. I get it. Yeah. So it's these relationships just didn't exist when we were kids. So we, you know, my my closest parasocial relationship was that I liked Coheed and Cambria and I spent hours and hours and hours scrolling through MySpace trying to find any connection to him and managed to find his brother and sister and friend them and have active conversations with them on the internet. That was it. That's the closest I got. Okay. That's kind of scary. It's a little stocky, but I yeah. get it. You really loved the music. But he also had wasn't... no reason to believe that he was a piece of shit because you didn't know anything about him. He also and for wasn't all ever I that know, famous. he's not because I don't know anything about the guy. He's I not. don't even know what his name is. Claudio Sanchez. Claudio? Claudio Sanchez. Claudio. Claudio? He's... Yep. And that's the thing is that's that's the closest I could ever get, though. Actually, that's not true. One time I did find his wife's blog spot and I did comment a couple times and she responded to me. So I got pretty close. Yeah. But that's... That like there was never. First of all, he wasn't that famous. It wasn't like I was stalking Brad Pitt or something. You were just stalking Claudio Sanchez's family. It's Claudio, it's Claudio Sanchez. Sorry, Claudio. <laughs> I have so much respect for and you. We know, we, if you're listening, and we know you are, I have so much respect for you. As an artist, <laughs> we've met before. It's fine. One time uh, before a tour bus, it's fine. Um, but no, I get. I mean, I I get it. That's not how it is now. I never did anything like that, but I mean, I would like incessantly uh, try to find a way for me to somehow like run into Trent Reznor yeah. or something like that, and it like it would never happen in a million years. And I wasn't even trying to like make him fall in love with me or anything. It wasn't like that. It was like a. It was almost like you were this weird third parent to me. Like you helped raise me, mm-hmm. and I just want to like thank you and touch you and see you and it was gross and weird and i don't feel that way anymore but i just wanted a hug from trent reznor yeah but that i mean it, it now not only did i mean uh, and there's there's celebrities who do a very good job of keeping a professional wall up like you'll never catch robert downey jr retweeting anybody he'll never. say something but he's not going to respond to you he he understands boundaries yeah my king um no he's a classy boy he's a classy boy love him in his Twitter onesie that he's always wearing <laughs> is a cow onesie. I love it. So I have much. no idea, but it sounds adorable. It's so cute. Sorry, um, I'm I'm pulling up my um my parasocial um relationship hierarchy triangle just so I you're fine. But that's have that's, a full understanding. Like, so there are big celebrities who they they have a PR team that keeps them safe, right? And then there are like mid level celebrities, and they're a little more exposed. And then now we have influencers and people who are famous for social media and those people just never stop getting it people are so fucking obsessed with them because they're touchable they are Mm, approachable because they can't like they're people who care more about the youtubers than they do about these massive stars because they can see a way into their orbit and it becomes sick yeah i had a direct uh, correspondence with Julian Casablancas, the lead you, singer yes. of the Strokes. I asked you who that was because I thought it was a football person. Well, we were talking about football. That's why. And um, <laughs> yeah, 
if if that had happened to me when I were like 14, my head would have exploded. Yeah. So it's like this this insane dopamine hit that these kids get now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they are so insanely reachable, if you can just like slide into those DMs. Yeah. That's why a lot of these – I had this thought too. Like that's why a lot of these people are getting in trouble because there are um, attractive girls and women sliding into your DMs and mm-hmm. you don't have any idea how old they are, but they're expressing like not just interest, but worship. And it's mm-hmm. hard to like let them down. So I feel like sometimes people are nicely flirting to be just to be nice and not hurt somebody's feelings and then getting canceled for it. Some people are taking advantage of it completely. And that's a hundred percent. Most probably, honestly. But I feel like a lot of people are getting in trouble just for like trying to not let somebody down and be nice. Yeah. And then when they do let them down, then there's like ammunition now. Like, well, I was 14 and you were telling me how good my tits looked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, like you, the moment you rub somebody the wrong way, well, now they have all this ammunition to use against you and quote unquote expose you when really it's like you were being a weird stalker Mm -hmm. and you were making somebody genuinely uncomfortable and they were trying to make you feel good and kind of push you away Mm -hmm. without being mean. And now that they've, now that you've gotten the hint that they're pushing you away, you're going to, you're going to take all of those nice things that they said and make it public. Yeah. I'm not talking about Crystalia. That was genuinely gross. That was vile. Um, yeah. He's also more famous than like the level of person I'm thinking of in this regard. But I, I mean, I just I feel like when we were kids, we weren't obsessed with like a person. We were obsessed with a character, you know, yeah. like I wasn't obsessed with Tom Cruise. I was obsessed with Lestat. I mm. could not give a single fuck about Tom Cruise. Mm. I was obs- like and even now, like I watch shows and like, okay, so Daisy and I are really into Our Flag Means Death. I am in love with Blackbeard. And she is in love with Taika Watiti, the actor. And like, do I like him? Yes. Do I like most of the things he makes? Yes. Do I think he is? Huh? Yes. But we see this differently. Like, I'm like, I love this character. And she's like, I love that man. And I'm just like, <laughs> we are not the same. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you really quick because I like don't know what you're talking about. It's, Are they the same person? One's the actor who plays him. Taika Waititi is the actor. Blackbeard is you're the character. You're in love with the character that he plays yeah. and she's in love with the social media him. Yes. Okay, so it's a Pedro Pascal thing. Sure, yeah, exactly. Like that's oh, the thing. Pedro Pas- I love Joel, but, but everyone loves Pedro Pascal. I mean, I love him too. I love him too. But how can you not? But Pedro Pascal is also one of those people that puts himself out there in a very personable way constantly. But he, this is an example of that, of, of that we see a curated line of things that he's doing. And we're like, I love him. He's perfect. He's an angel. He's a bean. But you don't fucking know that guy. No. None of us know that guy. But we feel an ownership over him because I say the same kind of shit. My like, Pedro Pascal could fucking get it. Like, but I don't know him. Yeah, that is true. That's a good point. He's so hot, though. <laughs> so it's hard to say He's that he can't. He's hot and precious. He does precious, cute things. It's the same thing with Robert Downey Jr. They do adorable, cute, wonderful things. And I love the roles that they play on top of that. 
with Robert Downey Jr., like, I mean, I just want to have like a beer with him. I know he drank all of his drinks, but I don't, I'm, there's I no just, sexual thing there. We don't, we're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're not, we're I not know. coming at this from an But I also do feel like I just want to hug also. Like, I don't need anything. Yeah. Because anything else would ruin yeah. the magic. But I just truly, yeah. It's, it's a famous old saying: you you should never meet your heroes or your idols yeah. or whatever. No, no, you know, yeah. it, uh, uh, Wayne Static, R.I.P. Famously, famously said, "Kill your idols." Your idols. Um. Yeah. I just. I. I think that there's this obsession now that we just didn't. We didn't grow up with this. We grew Mm-mm. up like. I mean, I feel like. I grew up loving Leonardo DiCaprio when I was like nine right but like my connection to leonardo dicaprio was like i had a couple posters and i watched titanic one time can i make a confession about titanic really quick sure to say it out loud for the first time in my life oh and, no you know, just come clean in the, in the in the thing of like in the spirit of authenticity you should be I'm less thinking. authentic please <laughs> no 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 this is this is shackle good. your authenticity um, my big thing, I will not be muzzled. My big thing with Titanic, and I came to this realization. Oh, no, I know where it's going already. I came to this realization. I don't think you know. Oh, I know. Maybe you know. I know. Say it. Is this is like, is this I can MTV, feel it. MTV diary? You think you know, but you have no idea. No, I know. You think you know, but we have diarrhea. My thing with Titanic, and I was in the <laughs> fourth or fifth grade when that movie came out we were in the fourth or fifth grade when the movie came out Mm -hmm. my thing was that i was insanely attracted to kate winslet and i couldn't figure out this didn't go where i thought was happening (laughs) i told you i told you i thought you were gonna be like real edgy and be like billy zane (laughs) no 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 no. he's hot i mean he's hot in that movie like he would never push me around like that, obviously, but that's the kind of energy I can handle in a man. But Kate Winslet was this thing that I was like weirdly drawn to and I couldn't figure it out in my, you know, like fourth grade, fifth grade mind what that was. Not to Is bring this it back to like, you like me so much? Not to bring it back to gay stuff, but I don't know, maybe you kind of have things in common. We, I, I don't know. We look very similar sometimes. That's that is true. That is actually true. I yeah no, it, but my my whole thing was like <laughs> I was so turned off by that movie because all of my peers were like Leonardo DiCaprio, and I was like, I can't explain out loud what I'm. I don't have words for what I'm feeling right now. Is that weird? No, it's, it's weird. not. It's weird. I think I regret saying it. <laughs> it's not weird. I think the reason why I am so drawn, or especially as a kid, was so drawn to like romantic movies and like romantic things is because I would love to see like a hot couple and be like, I'm in love with them. I never, I did, Leonardo DiCaprio never did it for me. Oh, I mean, I this it was pure bisexual panic in that movie for me. It was pure lesbian panic, I guess, for me. It sounds like it. Anyway. <laughs> no, I had a coworker a while ago who was like, we're talking about Titanic, and I think I said something about Jack, and she's like, Jack, Billy Zane. And I was like, oh my God, who's who likes the villain of the movie? And she was like, Jack was a poor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're not gonna marry rich. What are you doing with your life? It's just like he was he was an artist. <laughs> 
women get your head on <laughs> get your heads on straight Look. this is the problem i have in my entire life <laughs> you don't have to love them no but I, I i i i whatever i could be inflammatory and and uh controversial contradictory just for the sake of it but i'm gonna be authentic because i'm in my authentic angelic phase and this will last 10 minutes no it won't <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. But uh, yeah, no, it was a big, it was a big problem with Kate Winslet. And for a minute, I was like, maybe it's the outfits, maybe it's the attire, maybe it's the dresses, maybe I want to look like her. But the Mm -hmm. more I think about it now, and like, if I was really honest with myself as a child, it was like, no, it's more than that. I would like to be separate from her with her, like that kind of thing. But I didn't know what that was. You know, I was in the fourth or fifth grade. And, um... If I were to fuck any guy in the movie Titanic, it would be the guy that was like breaking the news to Rose that the ship was made out of T-shirts and air bubbles and aluminum, essentially, and like Irish slave labor. <laughs> and it was going down, dude. Good old potato labor. The older guy, the, like the, the engineer. Not the No, captain. it was the guy who built it. Yeah. The engineer guy. What the fuck is his name? He's been in a ton know. of other movies. I know who exactly you But I I've got a thing. I've, I do have a thing for older men, weirdly. I have a thing for too old or too young. My age, get fucked. You feel that, though. I feel that deeply. Yeah. The yeah, entire time I've been in love with Robert Downey Jr. I, it, the fact that watching Oppenheimer, Robert Downey Jr. still did it for me, spoke deeply to my daddy issues. But your dad's great. <laughs> he is. That doesn't mean anything. You've never been on a pole. Ooh, it's getting spicy back there. <laughs> well, so this brings me to my my parasocial relationships pyramid. This this was established okay. by Giles and Maltby mm-hmm. uh, in 2006. Horrible year. It's an upside down pyramid. It's green, yellow, and red. And um, it's uh, so in the green zone, the big zone, we have uh, essentially the base of the pyramid. We have the normal uh, mm-hmm. level right which is probably what we grew up with uh, yeah. entertainment social and that is like uh, celebrity gossip essentially yeah. you know talking amongst ourselves about shit we saw in a magazine then we have this weird yellow area that you um flirted with in claudio sanchez's family uh, situation that's intense personal and it's uh just compulsive feelings towards a celebrity you probably didn't think these things through mm-hmm. when you were trying to get closer to claudio it was just like i was also 18 thing. just so everyone's aware like my brain yeah. is not developed yet <laughs> and i think that the people that we're talking to sorry i'm lisping my new tray is really tight but like the people that we the people that are experiencing this this last level intensely are 18 and younger yeah or or 20s and stunted uh, you know it is what it is uh, no no shame uh a little bit of shame you should have uh, a little bit of shame is healthy but the uh the, the red zone is uh borderline pathological and that is uncontrollable behavior and fantasies mm-hmm. stalking and that's where that kind of stalking starts yeah and 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 not being able to put your phone down yeah no level of boundary yeah, like not considering the other person's feelings, forgetting that they're a person. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what's so interesting to me is that we go through all these phases and we we forget celebrities are people all the time. But you go to the level of 
following this person home and doing things and you you're you're dehumanizing them in a way you would never do to anyone else. Like you would never feel mm-hmm. that kind of ownership over a random human being. Yeah. It's so fucking And you weird. could make the argument that they put themselves out there. You know, you could make the argument that they signed up for this. But at the end of the day, is it not common decency, which we as a society lack? Mm -hmm. Is it not common decency to remember that that is an occupation that exists and not everybody wants to be treated that way? Even if you choose to live in the public eye, it doesn't mean you you want to be followed home, which, by the way, as a celebrity that makes, you know, that's successful, you're barely ever home. Right. So, like, that should be your solace. Mm-hmm. your time away from the public which i'm sure a lot of people hold dear people in the public eye hold like near and dear to their heart. Oh, i'm sure i'm sure it's what made britney spears kill herself <laughs> it's it, even then though like and of course like there's what what we're saying right now is ignoring all the damage that paparazzi and shit do too like because we, as a society, fed into that culture also. However, I wouldn't consider that in the red zone. It's it's in the green zone, but it's still just as damaging at times. It, but because paparazzi are crazy fucking people. There's, have you seen the new Black Mirror season? There's a paparazzi episode. Yeah, I related to it heavily because I dabbled in paparazzi for a minute as a professional Ooh. photographer. Great. And here's the gross thing. Is that... Okay, so... I'll dox myself if I say this celebrity. Um, <laughs> how do I say this? Is it the big celebrity from the area? Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Do I need to type it? Mm-mm. You start. Yeah, I knew exactly who it was already. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would have paid me like $30,000. Yeah, for sure. Anywhere from five to $30,000 is sadly standard for that level of celebrity for a set of shitty pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have this bidding war with mag- magazines and newspapers and magazine outlets. Yeah, I'd say magazines, but really it's like um, it's like the new TMZ and all these weird like, social and media shit. outlets yeah. and blogs. Thank you. I couldn't find the word, but blogs. And uh, they'll pay you a ton of money to ha- to just buy the rights to that photo. And I didn't ever get the shot, so I never got the money. But, like, I really sat around for a minute and thought about it and then realized I was being a huge piece of shit. And I can't live my life like this because there were other people around just waiting to get the same shot that I was going to get. And it's like, what's the fucking point, A yeah. and B? This is inhumane. Mm-hmm. utterly inhumane to the paparazzi and, and, the, and the the celebrity honestly like yeah everybody's just treated so like a piece of fucking meat and it's disgusting but it's not the thing that gets me with the the level of influencer like fame is that that's just an average person that's doing something that you enjoy watching. And usually it's an, a normal fucking thing, but they were just like the first one videoing it or whatever. But then there's like, there's video con and there's places to go and you can go see these people and they're just swarmed and treated so weird. It's just like that person didn't even do anything really. Like, yeah, it's not like um, it's, it's not like, like a convention an for horror <laughs> movies. It's like it's literally VidCon. 
Yeah, like get exactly. fucked. It's it's nothing. These people did nothing except turn their phones on in selfie mode and record a fucking video, and it made you giggle. And look, I'm not putting down like their fame. Like, uh, cool, do your thing, get your bag. We're doing the same shit right now. But I am because it was so much easier for them to get famous because they were at the beginning. But they were the ones smart enough to do it at the beginning. But they didn't do the real work. They and didn't. That sucks. But, the, but you the know bar what? is so low now. Get your fucking bag. I don't give a shit. It's not for me to like have an opinion on really, except I have an opinion on everything. But <laughs> I don't have an issue with that. I have an issue with the the way that they are training children to behave with famous people, which is that they should have con- constant access to them. That if you mm-hmm. are famous, you deserve access to them. And you know who else did that? Who else built that mm-hmm. level of craziness? Oh, who? Full circle, Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. Do you know how she did this? Do you? I, you and I were not Taylor people. Uh, yeah, no. Can we just establish that? We should have done this earlier, but can we just establish that Taylor Swift is obviously not our wheelhouse? I'm talking about <laughs> Trent Reznor. You're talking about Claudio Sanchez. I like Taylor Swift more now that other people don't like her because I just like to be against the grain. Like when everyone loved Taylor Swift, I was like, but now that everyone's mad at her because she's dating Travis Kelsey, I'm like, yeah, go Taylor. <laughs> like, I'm just that bitch. That's just who sure. I am. But I, yeah. I the won't... only reason I really know who she is is because I watch. I mean, I know who she is, but the only reason I've yeah. seen her a lot more lately is because I literally just watch football. And um, Travis Kelsey's Look. a fucking tool. Look, so she can she can probably that, do better than that. But that girl's a great businesswoman. I won't I won't sure. discount her ability to be an amazing businesswoman. She's managed to be relevant throughout most of my adulthood, and I don't get it, but it's there. I can't I can't fathom the level of uh just just pure like obsession and like desperation that her fans have mm-hmm. well here's and how here's where it was built i have i have yeah. the answer answer me in the beginning of her career well like to- towards the time when she really started picking up she used to do this thing called the secret sessions where she would find well her team her team would find people on tumblr that were like her biggest fans and they would bring them to her home where she would hang out with them demo new music use them basically as like a what's the word like a when you like are testing something out on a group of people what is the word i don't know oh my god i'm so like a, a test group i guess i can't think of the word but like there's it's like a control and then oh my there's fucking like the con- god there's the control group i'm losing my brain it's the depression <laughs> there's the control- brain. no it's like a, like a sample group a testing group uh, uh there, it's the control and the and the variable the sh- variant shut the fuck up shit <laughs> oh my god control you're making the, it worse hypothesis hypotenuse no we're not talking experiments we're just like when you have like a group of people and they're just testing like a like commercials do it all the fucking time it's probably just called a testing group i'm probably just a fucking idiot i'm googling it i think it's uh focus group whatever focus Focus group group. thank Ah! you okay yeah i'm not too depressed to think of a word 
right. You got it. You got it. Anyways, right. we can she continue. basically used them as an unpaid focus group, but they were paid in like the status of having been around Taylor Swift and getting to spend time at her personal fucking home. And it created this fervor because then everyone else needed to look like the biggest fan for next time, you know? She mm-hmm. was inviting fans backstage. She was inviting these people and she was just pulling them off of like this little thing called Tumblr. And she was, it created. Dude, it goes back to Tumblr? It, that's where it started was on Tumblr. That long ago? Mm-hmm. Damn. And she was smart enough to do this. And what it did was create a bigger and bigger and bigger fan base because people wanted to be able to go to Taylor Swift's fucking house. In doing so, what she created with her fans was this access to her life. And people liked that access to someone so famous, so they just kept buying in. And now that she's starting to pull back, her fans are like, no, we need access. We need Easter eggs. We need teasers. We need fun things. We need hidden riddles written in blood on the walls. So what you're saying is it's Taylor Swift's fault. I'm saying Taylor Swift certainly didn't fucking help. <laughs> she brought it to the next level. Yeah. And now now she's a 35-year-old woman who is trying desperately to establish herself outside of her fans who are mostly much younger than 35. And She's 35? She is. She's the same age as us. Hmm. She is. I think maybe she's 34. I think she's eight. I think she's born the year after it. But whatever. It doesn't matter. There's no way. She, I mean, whatever. She's famous. She looks great. She has a team of people making her. Oh, look I was wrong. Great. She's 33. Like, You're right. Um, but either way, she's a 33 year old woman. She's a 33 year old woman trying to now create a life for herself that is some has some like professional barriers and boundaries. And it's too late. It's too late because yeah. you let them all fucking in. And now they're crazy. It's it's like a it's like it's like Roe versus Wade. You've you, it's like abortion. You can't. You can't set a precedent and then take it away. <laughs> so weird because people are doing just that. <laughs> I know it's crazy. They're trying. They are trying. <sighs> doing their but that's best. fucked up. And I and I'm I'm fully willing to blame Taylor Swift. You know who who did that focus group shit? Hmm. Way before social media was. I won't say way before social media was a thing, but before it had like a chokehold on the fucking yeah. generation below us. And is, us. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again. Trent Reznor. Nine Inch Nails did that. He would have uh, people come to his studio. I don't believe it was his home studio. I think it was just like a studio. Yeah. And it was like testing out these songs or like these remixes of old songs. And sometimes like the famous one that I can think of is he had Peter Murphy from Bauhaus come in Mm -hmm. and sing a song. Like he would do the vocals that Trent Reznor did in the song uh, Reptile is the one I'm thinking of. And it was amazing like it's an amazing thing and it's like you you can only find it on youtube though you're not gonna find it on unless it's like a repost because somebody screen grabbed it or whatever like you're not gonna find trent reznor posting about that on his instagram or whatever as far as i know right i i haven't dug deep enough because i'm not that mentally fucking ill to where i'm gonna scroll through all of his fucking bullshit yeah man barely posts my point is it's only on youtube if you want to see it like put it on fucking youtube and his safety net was that he was always more niche than Taylor Swift is. She, unfortunately, being a pop star, meant that billions of people were going to want a piece of her. And I mean, billions of people want a piece of Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor specifically. 
but he's been very good about establishing boundaries and also like being, uh, I sound so dumb, but I, whatever I am, (laughs) he's been really great about having, um, this really asshole persona where he comes across as impersonable and Mm -hmm. ungrateful kind of almost for his fans and in a weird way that makes us like him more, but we don't want to approach him because we don't want to annoy him. Sure. It's so weird. The the dynamic that that man has set up with his fans and it's like so bizarrely healthy. I think that's also, it's also a genre thing. Like rock stars are more able to do that than a pop star is. Pop stars are like, they have to look grateful in a weird way. It's so, it it's, so much of it is is the expectations we put on someone who exists in a certain genre. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you're like industrial goth or like metal or something, then there's you're allowed to be, be more of an fan. asshole. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And your fans your are fans more are, assholes. Is it because your fans are assholes too? Probably. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to approach you because we want to look cool. And the cool thing to do as millennials and Gen X is like to not care about you. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing about Claudio Sanchez is that he gets on stage and he's just shy. He barely speaks at all because he's shy as fuck. That's cute. And he's got a little mouse voice. And I think that's so fucking cute. And he's got Daisy's hair because he's her baby daddy. Sorry. Oh, my God. All right. Well, you sometimes said I scream that, that at concerts. It's fine. <laughs> I go to so many of his You're concerts. my baby sometimes. daddy. Sometimes. <laughs> How many times have you seen him live? Uh, Six or seven. I almost broke up with my ex-boyfriend. I mean, he's my ex now, so I should have done it anyway. But I almost broke up with my ex, uh, Danny, at a Marilyn Manson concert because he only wanted to stay for <laughs> Slipknot and wanted to leave oh. for Marilyn Manson and get ahead of the traffic. And yeah, oh. I was like, this is this is relationship ending material, dude. I'll find oh. a ride. I'm with my people. I'm safe. Like and I, I would, Marilyn Manson. I'm not even that. Like, I've never had a burning desire to see Marilyn Manson live. And I would... A hundred thousand percent pick Marilyn Manson over Slipknot any day of the fucking week. I know. What a loser, right? What a we were loser. we were like we were like arguing during Rob Zombie's set, like whether or not we were gonna leave. And I was like, it's off the table. You can Rob go. Zombie, Slipknot, and Marilyn Manson. Which concert was this? It was back in like 2008, 2009. So it was really good. It was it was I forget what tour it was, but it was after he broke up with Evan Rachel Wood that demon lying bitch because i was at a concert where all three of these people were also playing which concert was that it was a lunatic luau this was uh mayhem fest okay so i wasn't at this one but i was at lunatic luau when i don't think manson was there but i know rob zombie and slipknot were there and i think manson might have been there but i didn't go for that part because someone i was dating at the time made me leave early yeah, that person I've had that encounter as I previously stated, and it was off the table. But you're not a you're not like a Marilyn Manson like person like I. Uh, it wasn't. He's like another a guy that I kind of. Yeah, no. For, I'm 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 hell or high water. I'm a I truly. If, if you'd I, come but, at me when I was 15, the story would have been different. He's another weird third parent. Our favorite, yeah. our favorite song on the Queen of the Damned soundtrack, dude. Yeah, no, Redeemer. I. I agree. That is our song. When I was younger, Marilyn Manson was so important to me. I just, my musical days just changed. I I just looked deeper into the genre. I just got more into like skinny puppy and like where it all came from. Yeah. 
The only thing I couldn't really truly get into, except for a few songs, is Black Sabbath. I feel like Black Sabbath is... Oh, here, and oh, I sorry, love Black like, Sabbath. And I love like, So does Sabbath. George. Yeah. I just feel like... we're the like, same they person? Have a, mm-hmm. They have sorry. influenced the bands that I love, but they're not... Uh-huh. It, like, Black Sabbath is not it for me. Like, Typo yeah. Negative took heavily from Black Sabbath. And I get yeah. it. And I see it and I hear it. But, but like... Um, it's just not the same. Like a typo negative hit's so different for me. Than See, Black I think Sabbath. I just kind of went the other direction and really got into like glam rock and Muse. And I do love Muse. Um, I got really into like Tenacious D. Frankly, love Tenacious D's music. Mm-hmm. Um, not like the funny stuff as much as like just the good stuff. Um, there's good stuff. <laughs> there is. There's gems in there. Like what? Like even then, they're still a little funny. Can you like, give the people an example? I think Wonder Boy is like a good song on its own. Like it's silly, but it's Wonder not that silly. Boy. It's so it's, good. Okay, sure, yeah. And okay. um, and the darkness. I love the darkness. The band. Yes, I believe in a thing called love. Yes. Unironically, band. Love that band. They have so many bops. I've only heard the one song that I know of. They're truly so good. And I love that shit. And I oh, love how sad they're a one hit wonder. I know. It is really sad, actually. And I loved I love Dio and I love Black Sabbath. And I love I love I do love Dio. Rainbow in the Dark, dude. <laughs> love Dio. <laughs> Holy <Hiva>. Okay, so <laughs> but so okay. A good to, all this to say. All this to say. We're not creepy. A, I need to. <laughs> We're not creepy. I need to refill my whiskey. And the 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 way out, the proper way out for um what do the kids call Taylor Swift? I know they have a ton of nicknames for her. Gaylor. I don't think there's really many nicknames. The proper way out for Gaylor <laughs> is to pull Alana and delete and disappear everything. And I don't think she can annoyingly start working at a fucking diner like bitch we know you're Lana Del Rey it's so annoying that she did that but at the same time I whatever I think that she I hate to be such a like gay guy about this but she is a true artist she is uh Jim Morrison reincarnated for all intents and purposes (laughs) and every celebrity that's having an issue with fame could really take a page out of Lana Del Rey's book for I have an important thing to say Dolly Please. Parton yes. just released a cover of Stairway to Heaven, and it's like one of the best things I've ever heard. Are you serious? It's so good. Okay, you just read my mind, though, because like I was just thinking about how much I hate Led Zeppelin as we were talking about all these old bands. Yeah, I like don't – well, actually, I do like a lot of Led Zeppelin, but I, I like one song. love, love Dolly Parton. I What's the one song? I love going to California. Don't. I love Jolene. I mean, who doesn't? You can't not like Jolene. It's as a like, woman, it's such a good song. It's not countryish at all, and it could easily be Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Easily, I do have green eyes and red auburn hair. Auburn so. hair, green eyes. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, no, but when we're take done away with my this, man. When we're done with this, uh, I could never. When we're done with this <laughs> later, I will send you that song because you do have to listen to it because it is good. Yeah, I will. I will, but to all of this to say, top off your drink and then come back. All right. So 
I'm back. Okay. Welcome back. Bladder is weightless. Bless. Um, Miley Cyrus. I don't Miley like her music, Cyrus. but I weirdly <laughs> like her as a person, but I don't know her as a person. Right. But I just see like her how vibe. she presents. I like her vibe. I see how she presents. I can tell she's a fire sign, which is totally which it jives with me. And mm-hmm. you know, like I, 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 it's that's never happened to me before. Where I'm like, I hate their music. It's so shitty and not catchy. But but then she did that one cover <laughs> in Black Mirror. She did. She did cover Jolene, and it was great. Well, she also covered what was that song? Um, in the Black Mirror episode. Oh, she covered a Nine Inch Nails song. No, I, I actually that. thought she did a great job, honestly. She did a great job. I just don't think anybody should sing that other than trying to, whatever. I'm just going to. That was cool. I, I, was off- I was offended, but he signed <laughs> off on it, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, he, he was like it. into it from what I heard. Um, <laughs> yeah, because she's that hot. Was cool. She is hot, and that was cool. And she did such a killer job in that episode. But my parasocial relationship. Thing with Miley Cyrus is that when I lived in California uh, and they were taping Hannah Montana they needed extras for the concert scenes all the time so they would just open it to crowds and I was at several tapings of Hannah Montana concerts interesting because I was in love with her already why I don't know I was just deeply attracted to that girl from the first time I saw her even on Hannah Montana. It's like spiritually, physically, like physically. That's mostly. weird. I don't know how old she was. I was only does not I was only you. 18 myself, so it's fine, but doesn't seem to be your thing. I know, but she is exactly my thing. I love the way she speaks. I love the way her mouth moves. I'm so attracted to her. It's disgusting. She is a weirdly masculine woman. She is. I will say that. And during, like, the bangers era where she was doing, like, more rappy things that everyone else hated her doing, I was just like, she had the short blonde hair, and I was like... Oh, the Wrecking Ball era? Mm -mm, No. She had short hair during that. Maybe it was. No, I think Wrecking Ball was on that album. Yeah. She had a lot of issues when she was changing. She was changing her image... Yeah, a lot of people were like, this fucking slut. Well, because she went from Hannah Montana, and then all of a sudden she was was doing this stuff. God forbid. Yeah. An adult woman with sexuality and depth and all of these things, and maybe using a little bit of that to uh, convey her artistic vision. God forbid she's no longer 12. I do hate that shit. (laughs) It's so hard for them, honestly, the, the children famous people to transition to adulthood. I just got done reading uh, Jeanette McCurdy's book. Um, I'm glad my mom died and listening to her talk about that transition period and how much she didn't ever want to be acting ever and how her mother like forced her into it basically, but did it with like parental gaslighting and just how much she loved her mom, but how much her mom was abusing her her entire life without her even really realizing it. Was so the picture of mommy issues. It was it was just so good. It was so good. Touched on a lot of eating disorder stuff, a lot of things. Her mom taught her how to be anorexic from a very young age. Oh, mommy issues will give you an eating disorder. Yeah, well, in one way or another, whether you know it or not. Uh, but yeah, that's. 
I, I was definitely very creepy about Miley Cyrus when I was younger. Now I watch her from afar, <laughs> from a respectful distance. I feel like people can't be creepy with Lana Del Rey because she's just so chill and accepting. Well, they can seemingly still be creepy. of the people who she meets in part. She seems to me, she seems very grateful. Which is great. But that doesn't stop people from following you home. I yeah, sure. I'm sure and I'm sure it's happened to her, but I almost don't know because it's like her fans have a lot of respect for her. And she had the ability to go uh, allegedly work in a fucking diner for a minute. Saying what I feel, man. Just saying what I feel. I'm saying what I feel. I how I feel about what I do. I do think that in a big way, this um parasocial takeover this this ownership of their celebrities is what has led to the biggest uprise in cancel culture because when celebrities do something that disappoints you nowadays you feel personally slighted Mm. you feel personally victimized by it like when we were well, not when we were kids, before we were born, I think. Sean Penn, like, brutalized Madonna and still had a very full career. Mm-hmm. And it was... Google it, kids. No one <laughs> Google gave... Google it. The, that man just kept on keeping... We just allowed that to happen. Well, you've said it before. If you just continue to create content, then you will Penn's cease another to good be example. canceled. <laughs> you will cease to be canceled. You will yes. cease to be canceled. And then you make a movie about being a gay politician. It's over. Like, you're fine. You're fine. Um, but I think that's part of the reason. Oh, by the way, Lizzo, I think, is uncanceled. People are wearing her birch everywhere again. So Good for her. <laughs> Whatever. It sucks you for society, I guess. I just, yeah. I just hate everybody. I mean, it just um, goes to show you that you're on the right side of history. My morals don't change based on the crowd, so it's fine. They should never. I think uh, it's fine <laughs> with Lizzo. I don't think she did anything that bad. I know you don't. Um, I There's a hierarchy I, of, of offenses with these people. For you, yes. <laughs> I think there's a hierarchy of offenses. I just think her, and I think hers was kind of in that middle ground, but I do think it was fucked up, and we've canceled people for less. Um, well, I'll say it. You can't really cancel black women. I might have to cut that, but it's the thing. Yeah, you, you can't cancel them that. right now. <laughs> yeah, you can't cancel them. Um, just like you can't acknowledge that you can't cancel them publicly. <laughs> yep. Um, I just think that. I think that our our possession, our ownership, our indignancy when it comes to celebrities is directly because of these parasocial relationships that we're building up with them where we feel like they are an extension of us they are Mm -hmm. just like you and me but they're fucking not they're not they're different they have a different set of of life and rules and everything and maybe that's right maybe that's wrong who fucking knows but what I'm saying is that like now that we have this ownership we are so vehement about I think I said that wrong (laughs) vehement 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 we're so vehement about how we're like coming at people because 
we're holding up this mirror and we don't like what we're seeing. And then we're, we're refusing to acknowledge that the rest of fucking society is doing that awful shit, too. Well, and you have to consider for a moment if you have two brain cells to rub together and have a moment to be human that these people, many of them kind of stumbled upon fame and didn't necessarily have a full understanding of what came with that before it was too late. Yeah, like the like the more influencer type people especially i think like like the people that blow up on social media and it's like you could make the argument you could make the argument that they signed up for that and that was like a thing that was always possible it's possible for any of us obviously it's going to happen to us and we're going to not know what to do with ourselves but those people but those people the, don't have but, an agent they don't have a pr team helping truly, them truly exactly and so the protection more dangerous for them. And who was that girl that got straight up murdered and beheaded? And it was all like posted on her Instagram. Oh I don't remember. There was a girl that was that like cut her throat slit and basically her head was like starting to come off. And like, this, I don't know if it was like a boyfriend or a guy she was talking to, but she, ha- she was like a cute little e-girl with pink hair. Mm. I think her name was Dylan something. I'm not sure. But she, um, she was murdered. Yeah. She was murdered because some fucking guy was obsessed with her. And it doesn't matter if she was her, if she was his girlfriend or not. Like he still shouldn't have murdered her and then posted pictures of her dead goddamn body. Yeah. That's still bad. Inst- on her Instagram. He like took pictures of her. I, from what I know or from what I've seen on her phone, posted it to her Instagram for all of her followers to see. Like that's wild. You can still find it on Reddit. I just can't remember her name. No, thank you. And I don't want to. I don't want to condone that behavior. I've seen the pictures. They're brutal. I'm super solid without that. Obviously, it's a head coming off of a body. It's not anything but brutal. My yeah. point is, these people don't know what they're signing up for, and a lot of them are fucking kids. And you could make a that lot. argument too with like, um, where are the parents? A lot of old, older uh, celebrities too. Like I'm sure Johnny Depp didn't know what he was signing up for. He was so fucking young. And all of these kids that were forced into fame, like the book that you just read, mm-hmm. these kids that are like, they have these, these parents that want to live vicariously through them. And so they have these stage moms or stage dads. It's mostly moms. Let's be real. A lot of moms. And, you know, they, they got pregnant and they regret it and they want to live vicariously through their daughters. And so they push them into fame. My mom tried to do that shit with me and it didn't work. My mom was going to be an Olympian speed skater. <laughs> and uh, I got on the I got on the ice once, dude, and that was it game over. Game the fuck over. I could not. That nothing I mean, do, I got, actually. I got going, but the moment I fell and I hit that ice, I got up and I had a full full I had a full blown like hypochondriac moment like I'm I have internal <laughs> bleeding. I got to go. I'm 12 years old and I'm like internal bleeding. My mom's like, "Okay, um, it's not for you." Yeah. But she wasn't yeah. a stage mom. She brought me to like, she brought me to modeling agencies. I got, some, you know, like I got some little gigs when I was a kid and like mm-hmm. modeled some jeans or whatever, but like nothing ever really came of it. And my mom wasn't such a demon to where she was going to push me into that life. Right. She tried. <laughs> she tried to live shot. vicariously for a minute. But at the end of the day, she probably knew like, I'm just not into it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, knowing the boundaries but like and there is a question of like where are the parents when it comes to these kids that are just randomly getting famous but also like this is a new frontier 
Mm-hmm. This is a new a new world. Like parents don't know what the fuck to do. How could you? Like you keep your kid you keep your kid off social media. Well, they're a fucking pariah. Nobody wants to talk to them. You let your kid have social media. Well, then grown men are DMing them and like, well, how do you protect them from that? Like, Ugh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, my kid doesn't have social media yet, but next year is the year we agreed that she could start. So. I don't know the way around that. I mean, I I guess that you would have to agree that you would have to like heavily monitor it between you and daddy, baby daddy. (laughs) Yeah. Not my daddy. (laughs) Yes, for sure. And it's complicated. I'm sorry. I am definitely ordering pizza while I'm doing this because children are (laughs) banging for food. (laughs) Yeah, Go for it. They're just like, we're hungry. And I'm like, I guess I did promise you pizza. I am also deciding on what I want to order and have a weird message from my cardiologist. No, we don't want those. No, it's good. It's good. It gave me a better understanding of what's going on or what's been going on for the past life that I've been living. This whole, this whole damn entirety of it. (sighs) Look, between my brain and your body, we got to fucking knock it off. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm surprisingly handling everything well, but I just I'm not want my body to catch up to me. That's why I'm doing all these fucking pull-ups because I'm like, I have to be better. I have to fight this. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Connor, Connor Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? Um, I will I'll I'll wrap it up with this. Did you order pizza? Yes. Here's why we are going to get canceled no matter what you try to do. Because um, <laughs> the the, <laughs> the moment you point out that there's a problem, you mm-hmm. become a part of the problem. So we are ultimately being hypocrites by even talking about this and engaging in celebrity gossip, quote unquote. So we are a part of the problem by pointing out that there's a problem because you have to engage. It's a catch-22. And the the generation that takes issue with all of this is uh, nitpicky and they will find anything that you say and they'll take just a little clip of it and make you look fucking bad like they did Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla and they will make it look like you are a demon from hell just calling for everybody to shoot bleach into their veins they did it to whatever like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about donald trump but like they will take clips of what you said they will stitch it together in a way that makes you look horrible and makes them look good and now everybody doesn't believe what you act nobody bothers to research what you actually said and they believe the secondary source there are no more primary sources yeah we're not getting canceled though like, do, you, do your research. Oh, we're already canceled. I'll keep putting out content and I will follow my own philosophy. We will continue to put content into the world and we will cease to be canceled. I really wanted to call this podcast Cancel This Pod, but that was taken. Mm. By someone who doesn't I'm sure post. by, yeah, I'm sure by lesser beings. We wanted, we wanted another one too. What was the other name? There were a couple. I don't remember anymore. It was like, it was like yeah, but still. So, like random shit like that. Absolutely like, yeah, disagree. Still, absolutely disagree. That was the other one. That was a good yeah. one. But that was too. I feel like Millennial Fight Club is good because we don't have to disagree. And we probably, the more we do this, won't as this episode shows. It's more like <laughs> Millennial Against the World Club. Like we're just trying to make sense of what the fuck is happening. Millennial Fighting the Universe Club. Yeah, truly. 
it's it's so hard. And and top it off, like you have kids, mm-hmm. my my little baby nieces. You have kids that are going to be dealing with things that we never had to deal with. Not to belittle our problems. They were just different. Our parents never knew where we were. Yeah, they were just different, but somehow much less scary to me. Well, because you experienced it and you survived. Sure. I guess just like the things we were doing were never that fucking bad until we hit like teenage years. And then, yeah, I got kind of kind of hood rat Ooh, around then. Sketchy. But. but but now it's just it's so subversive. And so, oh, my goodness, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry, so I'm I live with an inventor. Give me a moment. It'll go. It'll stop. Is there a fire in your home? Are you okay? No, it's it's a time. It's a. I can practically feel George wincing in the other room, like she's coming mad. <laughs> no, he doesn't even know. He's got his whatever. Anyway, uh, you you were saying that. Yeah, it's just different. It's it it it's so covert and so insidious now, and and they just like worm into your kid's head in ways that you can't stop, and there's nothing you can do. And I don't, there's no answer because like there are people who keep their kids off of technology, but those kids are not fun either. Well, I'll try to give you some hope. I feel like you're experiencing something that every parent who has given a shit about their kids has felt throughout the years from Mm -hmm. the silent generation to, to now, you know, people of childbearing age and it's just the unknown. Things are always evolving. And if you give a shit about your kids, you're going to get through it and they're going to be fine. All you have to do is let them know that you care. Like care about your children. Invest in your children. Make an effort to let them know. And you do this. I see you do it all the time. <laughs> you just sit through me doing it last night. <laughs> yeah. I was trying with you, dude. It's hard for me because I'm like, fuck her up. But you're like, no, we're going to do this, this and that. And I think I think I I think I made a good point and just like acting like they don't exist. But well, turns out my plan worked and now they're going to try and be friends yeah. again. So. But my my yeah, that's I, I would discourage her from that. But that's 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 shop talk or <laughs> behind the scenes stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that it's just the unknown. Our parents experienced it with us. Yeah. Our parents experienced it with them. It's always this Probably fear more of like so in the sixties, honestly. Like they, there was like yeah, the Viet, like the draft. Like you, oh my kid's gonna get yeah. drafted to go fight in the fucking jungle. Like we're not worrying about that right now. We're worrying about something different, and it's very insidious because it's something we don't know about. Well, and it's just something that's it's it's fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like my seven year old exclusively wants YouTube merch for Christmas. You purchased some of it, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, that's all she fucking wants is is what a YouTuber has told her to want. Oh, those things. Yeah. If it's what she wants, it's what she wants. I mean, it, it, it's fine. It's she's just being told to want something the same way we were told to want star castles and Polly Pockets and shit. She wants a fox tail and ears, too. So she's basically like your ex-boyfriend. Oh, my God. She's <laughs> like <at> chlamydia. <laughs> No, she'll be giving the chlamydia. <laughs> can you please, can you please make me feel better? That guy was a full-blown furry in retrospect. Like, full Oh, blown. he was absolutely a furry. It's disgusting. He was not a terrible looking human being. 
I won't even say that he's my ex-boyfriend. I'll just say that he's a guy that was a, he was he was an in-between very unfortunate moment. It was uh, that was called a mental health breakdown. That was a mental health crisis for me. The menti B. Maybe it's because maybe it's because he looked like a girl. I truly I just remember seeing pictures and being like, what? <laughs> it's basically a lesbian relationship. And he was so feminine. Like that I'm, boy gay. I'm more masculine than that man. Dude, everybody is. Paris Hilton is more masculine than that man. Paris Hilton's got a very strong jaw. <laughs> She does respect. Aquarians usually have strong jaws. Let me just I don't say. see how that can be possible, Shannon. <laughs> don't believe Look at that me. it can affect it. Think of every Aquarius you know. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, RIP, me, George, uh, Brandon Lee, uh, Rick James, Paris Hilton, strong jaws. Do I have to start finding you Aquarians that don't have strong jaws just to prove points? Christian Bale, you can try. <laughs> I'm sure I could find some. You can try. I don't know. I know one in real I'm life. I'm sure they exist. <laughs> uh, all right. Whatever. I'm, I'm done with this argument. I've made my point. Millennial Fight Club. Fucking, <laughs> I rest my case. I rest my case. I noticed something about our arguing and and your toxic trait. My toxic trait? Which is when, yeah, when I argue with something that you say, I say, well, I think, and I try to like softly tell you I disagree with you, and you go... That's stupid. <laughs> don't that's do dumb. that. You do. You say, no, that's dumb. Find <laughs> that's it, clip stupid. it, prove it. I will I will send it to you. I've listened to these so many times, and every time I'm like, she's so fucking mean. <laughs> I'm not mean. I'm look, this look, this episode be proof. <laughs> you can't I die on say, this hill. I'm not you mean. You can't ever just say, like, I see it differently than you, or I just don't know. I don't agree with that. You're just like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's a fucking opinion, you troglodyte piece of shit. What is a troglodyte? Oh, you're in college. <laughs> Google it. I can't. Fucking Google yeah. it. I learned that from Jurassic Park 2. What's the word? Troglodyte. Context clues. How do, how do you spell it? <laughs> uh, it's a noun. <laughs> All right. It's a creature. I, 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 in my defense, I have no defense. <laughs> I think you can tell it's a it's an insult. I think that I um, am a very reasonable person. And to quote Adam Carolla, I understand human motivation deeply. And when I smell a rat, I smell a rat. Te- the technical. Don't dance around how you really feel. The technical term Say is it. a person who lived in a cave. A hermit. A person who is regarded as being deliberately ignorant or old-fashioned. Oh, did you just Google something for me that's such an act of kindness? <laughs> Thank You're you. welcome. It's a gift. Okay, so uh, I could have used context clues, but yes, sure, fine, whatever. I live under a rock, but I don't. I'm, 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 I'm just... I live in a house! <laughs> this is my first detached house ever, and you know what? I. It's not that I'm mean because i'm never i'm an aquarius i'm never trying to be mean i am just simply trying and i'm not being ironic i really mean this i am just trying to help my fellow man be more honest with themselves and the world around them and if that takes the form of uh, challenging then that's okay there's nothing wrong with that no what i learned is that I have to start telling you no. <laughs> sure. That's perfect. That's what I want. 
That's what I want. I just want, I just want to like, I just want to awaken some neurons. That's all I I'm want. I'm just, I, I don't like being, I don't like shitting on anyone else's opinion. I like being like, that's your opinion. I disagree with it. That's fine. Here's my opinion. Here's why I think it's right. But you're just very like, like when we were talking about stealthing and you're just like, uh, uh-uh, it's not rape. And I'm like, I think it is. And you're like, it's not. But I'm telling you, I think it is. You can't just say it's not back. I wholeheartedly agree. I stand by what I said. We can't minimize the definition. It's the way you say it. (laughs) Well, it's intended to be inflammatory because it makes you double down on your point. And then you are communicating better. Okay, mom. Thanks. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I'm going to start calling you Sheila. (laughs) Oh, God. Love you, mom. I love you, mom. <laughs> and I love you, and I mean it. I love you. Mean it. Thank you for listening to Millennial Fight Club. If you want to follow us elsewhere, our Insta is Millennial Fight Club, Twitter is Millennial FC Pod, and check out our Patreon for bonus and uncensored content. <laughs>